My therapist shamed me. Yes, she did. So I don't usually share publicly details of my therapy sessions. That's usually saved for my Rob Moore supporters or Rob.team members, my more premium subscription. The feedback I'm very regularly given in my supporter and Rob.team program is the um, outpouring of my therapy from my therapy people tend to love. Because let's be honest, being an entrepreneur can be lonely. Uh, you can feel very lost. You're often figuring it out as you go. You don't always know what you're doing. You're putting yourself out there. You're taking risks. You have a lot of responsibility. People rely on you greatly. And at times that can really, really hit you emotionally. Let's not hide this fact. And in recent years, there's a lot more um, knowledge and respect now about your mental health and how we should take it seriously. And um, I, for many years, have tried to lead the way in sharing that it's okay to have a therapist and it's okay to not always have everything figured out and be lost and lonely and overwhelmed and feel the pressure of risk and responsibility because you are a human being. And if you suffer alone and in silence and you don't figure this out, then it's going to cause you a lot more distress. Thank you for the star donations, by the way. Um, so I'm now going to share <laughs> some shame from my last therapy session. And, um, I know that some of my critics are going to get on me and say, oh, why should you listen to Robbie's in therapy? I would argue um, maybe you shouldn't listen to anyone who's not in therapy. Now, in therapy sounds like you're completely fucked. So I tend not to say I'm in therapy. I just share lessons from my therapist because that's exactly what they are, lessons. Lessons from your mentor, lessons from your coach, Lessons from the influencers, lessons from your therapist. What's the difference? The more you learn, the more you earn. And I think self-knowledge, understanding how you are emotional and what causes those emotions and your triggers, I think this is a really worthy pursuit. So a flaw of mine, which is common with entrepreneurs, is to never really appreciate and love oneself for who one is and to never really celebrate the successes and win wins along the way. So can you relate to it never being good enough, you never really feeling good enough, to always compare yourself to your competitors and other people and how well you feel you should have done and where you feel you should be. You know, all these shoulds and um, should-haves and musts and ought-tos. Essentially, these are outwardly pressured perceptions rather than inwardly. And one thing my therapist has said to me for years is, Rob, you are not the entrepreneur that the world sees. You are not the double world record holder and the 18 times author and the successful business podcaster and the multimillionaire and the yada yada. You are not those things. They are things you've done. Who you are is much 
greater than that. And I do really struggle with that. Each time she says that, I'm like, <laughs> Sharon, stop it. Stop trying to take me back to my childhood. And she's always trying to take me back there. Now, this, though, is a very relevant thing to share because I have a lot of identity as being the entrepreneur that you know. But the problem with that is the nine times out of 10 that the results aren't where you want them to be or you hit a goal and then you just set a next one and you never celebrate your wins and you never really just breathe in your achievements. So 90% of the time you're not appreciating and loving yourself for who you are. It's always conditional. It's conditional on, oh, you know, getting a, a publishing deal or hitting your monthly revenue targets. So what I very regularly find is my feeling of worth and value to myself and my feeling of happiness and fulfillment is often linked to my success or my own perceived failure as an entrepreneur. And that's damaging. Look, it's okay in, in um, doses because there's nothing wrong with having a bit of commitment towards achieving goals. Especially As entrepreneurs, we create value uh, and we solve world's meaningful problems. So there needs to be some kind of hunger or drive or even void to go and pursue these meaningful goals and aims. But if we're too reliant on it to feel worthy of who we are, then that can be an empty pursuit. So my therapist often says to me, Rob, strip back all your identity as an entrepreneur. Who are you? And know that you're worthy of love, unconditional love, regardless of how many books you've written and how many properties you own and how many people watch you on social media or listen to your podcast. Because, you know, you look at your podcast analytics, you get a really good download month and you feel really good and worthy. You get a bad download month and you feel shit and useless. But neither of those change who you are. Because if you think about it, let's say, for example, my latest book, Opportunity. Um, I just got um, one of the biggest nonfiction advances on a translation deal that's ever happened in my publishing house. And they're in the top two publishers in the world. And did I give myself any credit for that? No. Did I think oh, I should have been more? Yeah. Did I compare it to someone who, who I know who had a bigger publishing deal? Yeah. Why did I go and do all that? Why? Because it's the curse of comparison. Or it's never enough. Or I should have been and done more. Instead of going, wow, Rob, that's an amazing thing. But even deeper than that, if you think about it, the book that I wrote, Opportunity, that book is no better or worse, whether it sells one copy or a million copies. The book is the book. The book is done. The book is written. It was written 18 months ago. So however many reviews it gets or however many copies it sells doesn't change the content in the book. The book is the book. But I will measure the success of the book based on how many copies you buy rather than how good I think it is. And I shouldn't do that. The book is the book. The quality is there. And if I think it was a great body of work from myself, I should love myself for that regardless of how many sales it makes. And if I think I could have done a better job, then I'd do a better job. So why should I measure externally how I feel about the quality of my work, which is ultimately the quality of myself? This is one of the challenges and quandaries of being an, an entrepreneur. And this is where my therapist has got me thinking a lot recently. So let me know what you think about all this, by the way. And do you, do you have this challenge of the entrepreneurial curse of it's never good enough or comparing yourself to others? The curse of the comparison, because this is so common with entrepreneurs. By the way, if you can relate to any of this so far, please hit the share button 
because I think this message needs to go out to many start and scale up entrepreneurs. You are good enough. You are you. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of unconditional love. But if you're not loving yourself unconditionally, how will other people love you unconditionally? And this is the challenge I have. I don't really love myself unconditionally. I love myself if I achieved something and I don't if I didn't. And so you can imagine what my therapist said, because I, I said to my therapist this week, it feels like it's been a bit of a grind this week. It feels like we've had a lot of challenges. I could name you 50 things that probably haven't gone according to the plan or the perception that I wanted them to 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 work. But if you think about it, that's me creating an, an unrealistic fantasy of the, the results that should have been. And so then when I feel I don't hit those. I, I then feel like it's a grind. I'm not doing very well. I'm not being valuable. So, for example, um, I did an, my third audio room this week um, and I had 55 people on and I felt useless and shit. <laughs> I'm supposed to be with this big, massive influencer. I've got freaking 55 people on a Facebook audio room. I'm a loser. I had 190 on my first one. But what I didn't say is, hmm, I think I was the, if not one of the first people in the whole of the UK to get the audio room feature, which must mean... I must have a very good Facebook following, which must mean Facebook actually perceive me, you know, as very valuable. And I got um, tens of thousands of star donations, which I and instead of crediting myself for the fact that I'm an innovator and a disruptor. And let's be honest as well. This is brand new, this tool and this feature. So it's not my fault. It's Facebook. I've got to sort the reach out and figure out how it works. It's brand new. Yeah, instead of looking at all the upsides, I just looked at the one downside, which was the numbers in the room. But what if the 55 people in the room got amazing value and went out and did amazing things? So my therapist says, why do you do this, Rob? Why do you do this? Why is this not good enough? Why is nothing ever good enough? You know, I got the world record for the longest speech and I'm thinking, well, now someone's broken it. It doesn't really count. So I've got to go and break it again. But that doesn't change the fact that I did 47 and a half hours straight. So... My therapist said, hmm, who did you need love from most, your mum or your dad? I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> here we go. And I said to her, well, look, you know, my mum always showed me a lot of love and so much so that I almost didn't take it that seriously. I mean, I did, but I almost didn't because I sort of thought, well, mum, my mum would say that. My mum's supposed to love me. And that's probably a sign that my mum was really good at giving me conditional love and I felt secure. Whereas my dad, and by the way, love my mum, love my dad. They did nothing wrong. Just, just sharing with you openly here. Um, whereas my dad would give me love if I scored runs in cricket or if I got good GCSE results or, you know, did something outwardly valuable and useful. And so my, um, my therapist said, so do you remember a time when your dad just said, I love you? I was like, no. Do you ever remember a time when he really gave you credit for just being his son? No. <laughs> and she's like, ah, there you go. So she figured out that... Um, I perceived that love from my dad was conditional, never unconditional. And that might not be the case, by the way. Um, in recent years, you know, dad has said to me, look, I'm proud of you, son. And that's good enough for me. That feels amazing. Um, but I suppose, therefore, what that's built in me is the conditional love within myself, i.e. I'll feel worthy and useful and valuable and, um, you know, confident and when I've achieved something useful and meaningful outwardly based on my own expectations yet if that's not achieved really there's always got to be more there's a hole there's maybe even some you know, don't feel too great about myself 
and I'm sharing this with you. <laughs> it does feel a bit scary to share this, I will be honest, because I don't think this is uncommon. I see this in a lot of entrepreneurs and I didn't want to waste a really good therapy session. I would have lived in, but can't. Client privilege. Can't live in. You'd have loved it. You'd have loved seeing me there in the corner. Ah, Sharon, don't go there. Um, so what have I learned from this? Um, number one is I've got to celebrate the small wins. I've got to celebrate the translation deals on my books, even if they're like I've got one five year extension on my life leverage. So I wrote life leverage seven years ago, got a five year deal with um, in Chinese and I've just had a five year extension and the advance wasn't that good. I mean, the revenue share is fine. The advance wasn't that good. And I just looked at it and went, you know, whatever, not that great in advance. Nah. Instead of going, Rob, well done, you've got another five year translation extension. Um, so my practice, so my therapist said, you've got to get around people who nourish you and fill you up and not in a needy way, but if you're around people who nourish you and fill you up and appreciate you for who you are, that'll help you. And I've always believed in the mentors and the mastermind and the peers where um, people appreciate you for who you are. If you're around people who don't appreciate you for who you are, they're going to pull you down. And if you're not good at appreciating yourself for who you are, that's going to have a double compounded effect in a negative way. Whereas if you're around people who appreciate you for who you are and love you for who you are, not what you achieve. And I've noticed at times I've gone out and I seek praise from people about what I've done so that I can feel more worthy about who I am. And that's a difficult thing. The balance between being around people who appreciate you for who you are, but you've got to appreciate you for who you are separate. So I, I remember seeing Sadhguru talk about the greater the distance between who you are and who you perceive you are. Basically, the, the, the greater the happiness or the um, peace. So what I'm trying to do is create this distance between, you know, my books, my properties, my social media, my brand, my podcast, the money, the followers, all of that. That's all nice, but that's not who I am. And I've got to create a greater gap between those perceived achievements because the problem with those achievements is they're usually never good enough. Because, you know, I'm good friends with Grant Cardone and he's got a bigger following than me. So I'm, I'm always, I could always naturally go, oh, well, yeah, well, I did this. And you know what? We were going to do our money challenge on the same day that he's doing his 10x money challenge. And his 10x money challenge will probably have 10 times the people that I have on it. So instead of going, oh, I've got um, three and a half thousand people on my money challenge. I just look at him going, wow, he's got, in fact, he's got more than 10 times. I'm like, oh, wait, he's bigger than my, oh, shit. And I moved the date. And, you know, but Grant's 20 years older than me. He's been doing it a lot longer and I'm not good at comparing my, if you're going to compare yourself to someone in a way that's de detrimental to you, you've also got to compare yourself in a positive way as well. So for example, Grant, I'm way better looking, <laughs> but no, but I've been doing it 20 years less than Grant and yeah, it's pretty impressive. And I think I've definitely written a lot more books anyway. But the point is, if you're going to compare yourself and put yourself down, you've got to compare yourself and lift yourself up. And unconditional love from yourself and others. You know, they, they say that, you, you know, our self-esteem is linked to unconditional love. But I think you've got to get it from yourself more than others. So my challenge from my therapist is, Rob, you're a good person. You're worthy of love. And, you know, um, people admire and respect and like you. And you admire and respect yourself, irrespective of how much money you made this month or how many books you sold or how many podcasts download or how many people watched your lives or went on your audio rooms, etc. So, yeah, and she figured out that that probably came from the conditional nature of the praise from my dad and it me needing the praise from my dad.
And I've probably continued to need that from other people around me. And I noticed there's some people around me that I've needed that conditional praise from. And I'm like, why? Why do I need that? I don't actually need that, but I've, I've, I've gone out to seek that. And um, I share some of these therapy download sessions in my supporters' communities and I get loads of really good feedback about the honesty of it, the vulnerability of it, the useful nature of it, the common feelings. Like, do you ever compare yourself to others negatively? Do you ever feel like you're never good enough? Do you ever look at your results and feel like you should have done more? Is there the curse of comparison? Do you appreciate you just for who you are, not what you achieve, blah, blah, blah. Because if you can say that you relate to any of them, then this is probably a useful piece of content. And this is one of the entrepreneurial curses that we all ex experience. So um, hit the share button if you found this useful, because I think there are a lot of people suffering in silence. I think with entrepreneurship, there's a lot of strategies and tactics out there. But is there a lot about how lonely it can be, how much you can beat yourself up, how much you can pay yourself to others, how much social media can actually damage us as an entrepreneur? I was scrolling yesterday and I saw um, a contact of mine who I feel like my content is as good as his. And I, I feel like my work is as good as his. And he's just got on the Joe Rogan show. And immediately I was like, well, wasn't that me? <laughs> you know, like you made if you're on the Joe Rogan show. I kind of felt a bit shitty about myself. and I had to go, no, wait a minute. Again, this, you know, influencers, 10, 15 years older than me. He's been doing it a lot longer than me. Don't compare yourself. Be patient. You getting on the Joe Rogan show or not doesn't change who you are and what you do. Um. So, yeah, I had to check myself there and I started to feel a bit about what I've done. Uh, and I often compare myself to, to some of these really big American influencers. And, um, you know, they've got more followers. They've been doing it longer, etc. But how many of them have got 1,200 tenants in their um, rental portfolio have just developed a 100 unit conversion, written 18 books, got two podcasts, not one, interviewed Floyd Mayweather twice. And what I don't do is in my mind, balance the comparison by saying, well, actually, I've done this, 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 and this, and that's pretty good. Although that's only really stage one. Stage two is, it doesn't matter what they've done and I've done. I am me. I am me and I am worthy. You are you and you are worthy. I love you for you, but I love me for me. And I'm not going to compare myself to you. But, it, but a little bit of it, I don't think is a bad thing. Maybe therapists would disagree, but a little bit of the want to chase to better, to improve, to be, do, and have more, I think can be a useful tool as an entrepreneur. So my lessons are celebrate all the small wins along the way. Even if you didn't get the result that you wanted, look at the upside of it and celebrate that. If you celebrate all the small wins, you'll create this virtuous compounded effect. Love yourself for who you are regardless. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do. Don't suffer alone. Make sure you're in a good peer group. Make sure you're around nourishing people who appreciate you for who you are, as well as people who challenge you. Make sure you get good mentors um, and make sure if you're going to put yourself down, you lift yourself up. So they're really the, the lessons that I got from the therapy session. And, and my therapist is always going back to the, the child me that comes out. You know, sometimes if I get rejected or... Um, you know, feel like I failed, especially publicly, I can feel like that eight or 10 year old kid again. And it can feel very hurt. It can feel, sh it feels shame and embarrassment. And I think the shame and embarrassment we felt as a 10 year old kid was way more intense than as a 40 year old adult. Um, I think those emotions are really strong in children as we're forming our personality. So things can happen in the moment that make me feel such intense emotions that I felt when I was a kid. And the difficulty is separating that because I'm 42 now. I'm not 10 anymore. That was 32 fucking years ago, Rob. Come on. You know, and, and what we often do is the triggers in the present, we, we 
bring forward the triggers from 30 or 40 years ago and all those emotions from 30 or 40 years ago come up and we feel like that vulnerable kid again. And that can feel such intense shame and, and, and embarrassment and rejection and ridicule and whatever feelings. And then we ruin our present moment by feeling that intense emotion and then we make bad decisions. You know, because when you're a child and you feel that, you just re- re- react and you, and you spit and you... Or um, you retreat you, you, you go inward. And um, that's not actually what happened. That's what happened 30 years ago. Many people are carrying the baggage from the past forward. And I I know at times certain people trigger certain emotions in me, but they don't know they're triggering 30-odd-year-old emotions in me. They have no idea. So if I can go, right, that's the past. This is the present. They're unrelated. (sighs) Breathe. Take that 10 seconds to let that emotion subside. Right, okay, we're in the present moment now. Great, be grateful for where we're at. Then... Um, you know, then I think we, we can contextualize the situation and separate who we are from what happens to us and what we achieve or don't achieve. So hit the share button if you think this has been useful content, if you're watching uh, on the live, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm not sure yet if I'm going to share this on a podcast. I might do. I have recorded it. So if you're listening, then I have. Um, I was brave. And if not, well, you, this conversation didn't happen. But if you're watching on the live, please hit the share button because... I think if we can lead the way, you, uh, you and I, in being honest about the challenges we have, the more vulnerable ones, the ones that hurt, the ones that affect who we are and how we feel about ourselves, which are inherently linked in entrepreneurship, by the way. And if we don't address these issues, then, um, yeah, pff, um, we're not actually addressing the most important issues of being an entrepreneur. Um, so we can all make a difference by hitting the share button and get this out to as many people as possible. And if we lead the way in being open about some of our um, fears and insecurities, then other people will be open and open up. I think certainly in Britain, we're very reserved. We don't share, we, we're not open and vulnerable and, and, and nice. We don't share how we feel. I mean, in the north of England, you know, and in certain cultures in the UK, it's basically like, you don't say how you feel. You don't show any weakness. You don't share any emotion. I mean, that's weakness. You know, what is this? And actually, that's really damaging because, um, what you repress must be expressed. <laughs> so if you repress and repress and repress, in the end, it's going to manifest in you having a massive meltdown, um, you having mental health issues, or actually in, in physical ail- ailments of disease. And this is not healthy. And this is one of the reasons why I have my therapist and a coach and a mentor. I think all types are useful and being in a mastermind. But there's things obviously I share with my therapist that I wouldn't with a mentor because it, it probably wouldn't be appropriate. My mentors give me actions to move forward, whereas my therapist really doesn't give me answers. Just always goes back to when I was a kid. Ah! Um, so yeah, I do hope you hit the share button. If you didn't, why not? Come on, what are you waiting for? And then one final thing is I'm doing a little promotion right now for you. You'll love this, I think, where for just a small star donation of 2,500 stars, um, you can actually get on a private three-hour mastermind with me. It's on Monday, the 18th of October, and it's for three hours, and it's for 20 only people. Um, but if you donate 2,500 stars while you're watching this video, whether it's live or recorded, doesn't matter. Um, then I'm going to give you a place on that Zoom mastermind. I believe we have 12 or 13 people already on, so I've got um, eight or seven left, strictly for 20 of you to show up. I think 2,500 stars is only something like 20 or 25 quid. It's nothing. Um, The reason I'm doing this is because I did a live last week and impromptu offered one-to-one calls, and they all just went immediately, and I've got no time left. So I thought, wouldn't it be nice to be able to, all those people who missed out um, or didn't watch that live, they could still get 15 minutes plus of my time so if you donate on the live video, 2,500 stars, then, um, and then what you do is you screenshot that and then you send it to rob at robmore.com.
That's rob at robmore.com, my email. And just show the screenshot of the 2,500 stars. I'll immediately book you on a three-hour private Zoom mastermind with me and the 19 other people. And what we'll do is start and scale up business and entrepreneurial questions, sales and marketing and personal development and mindset and skill set and strategies and tactics and personal branding and podcasting and, um, you know, authoring and all the things that, that I do that you perceive could help you, real estate related questions. I'll get you to prepare and come with your uh, most burning question. And then we'll, each one of you will get sort of about 15 minutes each with me going deep dive and answering them. And then some of the peers, if they've got experience in that, answering it too. Now, probably the most seminal personal development book ever written is Think and Grow Rich. And the main concept of success habits in Think and Grow Rich is the concept of a mastermind, the power of, more than, of multiple minds getting together to solve problems. Um, he believes it's the single greatest factor of success. And this is what this is, a mastermind. Um, and the reason I'm not doing it for free is to just to get some, a, a small amount of qualification, some committed people, because when you pay, you pay attention. But it's only 2,500 stars. It's literally just a, a few pounds. Um, but what it means is the 20 people on the mastermind will be serious and committed and focused on achieving goals and outcomes and, um, you know, progressing and um, improving your mindset and skill set. The skill set without the mindset will leave you upset. Craig Valentine taught me that one. So donate 2,500 stars on this live video right now. Um, first come, first serve. Um, normally about between three and 5,000 people watch my Ask Me Anything lives. Um, some of my um, other videos, they get tens or hundreds of thousands of people. So you have to be quick and do it now and figure out how to work out the stars function. There's a button there somewhere. It's a star. Or you can do your own research on this live and figure out how to buy stars. Most people don't even know how to do them. Gary's just sent stars. Thank you, Gary. You're a legend. So anyone who donates 2,500 stars right now, it's just a few quid, um, and screenshot it, email it rob at robmore.com. I'll jump you on this private Zoom mastermind in a couple of weeks' time, and we'll, 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 we'll get you leveled up. We'll get your objections and challenges out of the way. We'll you know, increase the speed of your success. We'll answer your biggest, greatest burning questions that are holding you back. And I say this with humility, but I've got 15 years' experience in business, done 150 million in revenue in dollars um, in training business. Um, we have, I have 1,200 units under ownership management and development in my three property companies. Tens of millions of pounds worth of value in my property portfolio, which has made millions of pounds. I've written 18 books. I've got two podcasts. We're nearly a thousand episodes in. I've interviewed Floyd Mayweather twice. I'm interviewing my 16th billionaire. Um, I broke two world records for public speaking. I've got more than a million people who follow me on um, social and other media. It's all said with humility, just to say, if you think you can get anything out of me for that, then donate 2,500 stars right now um, in the video. Screenshot it and send it to rob at robmore.com. So final thoughts. Um, is who you are is worthy of love. And really, the love you need is the love from yourself, which needs to be unconditional and not based on you doing good as an entrepreneur or being a successful person or other people saying you're good. This is a great challenge of mine and something I've struggled with for 30-odd years and probably something I'll be wrestling for, for much of my life. Um, but if you can give yourself unconditional love and surround yourself with people who don't give you conditional love, conditional lie only when you do well or only when they want something, then I think that'll increase your self-worth, which will increase your net worth. Don't be scared to go back to those difficult um, places in your life when you were a child, like maybe how you had a relationship with your mum and dad or significant events which really affected you. Don't be afraid to go back there and try and balance those situations by looking at the upside and what you learned and why they were a great gift and why you're thankful for it. 
and release a lot of the baggage that you keep carrying forward. So I want to thank here uh, Jack Goddard. So Jack Goddard's just donated stars for the mastermind. Jack, they need to be 2,500. I know sometimes when you buy stars, you can only buy them in batches. But um, once you get to 2,500, screenshot it and email it rob at robmore.com. I'll come back and look at the thread. So anyone who's donated in the recording, um, I'll just, just like I said, donate the 2,500 stars and then send the screenshot to rob at robmore.com and, and I'll do the rest. So really appreciate you. Hope you found this useful. Something a bit different this morning. Um, I have therapy kind of every week at the moment, every two weeks on an ongoing basis. I definitely recommend that you try it. Uh, when I had a therapist uh, first, I had a lot of things going on in my life and there was personal as well as business. So I wanted something more than just a mentor. But I was also just um, intrigued to see how it might help me. So really it was a test. I read books, I listen to audio programs, I have mentors, I'm in masterminds. But the one area I hadn't really... Uh, delved into was therapy and I know there are lots of different types of therapy um, but uh, it's been very useful for me and I'll definitely encourage you to invest in that for yourself as well love you all thanks for tuning in hit the share button right now and remember if you don't risk anything you risk everything